moms can come in every shape and form, and sometimes their children happen to have fur and wagging tails. This is a podcast for those who love the four-legged friends that they rescued because they got rescued right back. Each week, we bring on a dog mom or two to talk about their dogs and how they changed their lives. This is Rescue Dog Moms, a parenting podcast. I'm Yamini, and this is Boss. Hello, dog moms and dog dads. Welcome back to the Rescue Dog Moms podcast, and welcome to this very special episode. I was going to label this a bonus episode, but pretty much it's an episode all about my baby boss. Boss is a key part of my life. He's the main reason why this podcast got started. So this podcast features me and my partner, Dan, just talking about our number one obsession. I hope you guys find it entertaining and I hope you learn a lot about Boss. Thanks so much for your support. See you next time. Hello, everybody. Hi. Looks like we have a guest, a in real life guest. Which during... I'm I'm in the studio. Don't tell anyone. Oh my god. During this quarantine, most of my guests have been virtual, but now I've been blessed with a in-person podcast episode. Are you ready, Dan? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've I've been ready for this ever since you said this is going to be a thing. (laughs) Great. Well, everybody... This is Dan, my partner. Hi, He's waving, everybody. even though it's a podcast. Yeah, I'm new to this. <laughs> um, I guess you guys are going to figure out probably pretty soon that maybe our relationship is a bit mean, that maybe I'm going to make fun of him. He's making a face right now. Please send help if you're listening <laughs> to this. I really, I need someone to come and help me. <laughs> Well, we're not here to talk about us, although we kind of are. We're here to talk about our child. Yeah, we're here to talk about the three of us. That's right. Usually I'll ask Dan and Boss to leave the room when I record a podcast. But right now, we're doing a new technique where... No babysitter. Not today. (laughs) Where um, we were going to crate him, but now he's just hanging out under us. So we'll see how many dog noises I have to cut out of this later. Yeah, we've been trying a, um, a technique that's just about like removing little bits of freedom when he acts like you know a naughty boy um so he has a spot he has a bed that he is occasionally during the day restricted to and it seems to be working out okay yeah he's quiet which is helpful for us and our sanity so that is uh i think uh just a primary bonus we'll see if that keeps up the um the bar downstairs is doing its bar thing in the afternoon that it does so, but he's been pretty quiet so far. So good, good work, boss. Good work, boss. He can hear us. Well, I'm going to treat you, Dan, like any other guest. Oh. And I'm going to try not to correct you, even though you'll be talking about my baby. But yeah. we can have a discussion. I wouldn't have it any other way. I need to be treated just like a regular guest. But possibly a little better, but you know... I actually if anything, fair, a little I'm worse. Be treated a little worse. <laughs> I hold my guests in the highest regard, so I guess I should hold you in high regards right now. Wow, this is uh, this is quite a change. All right, well, 
Mr. Dog Dad. Yeah, sorry. I, I have to say, am I allowed on this podcast? I know <laughs> this is a question that you're asking a little late. Yeah, to be fair, I should have. We should have laid out these rules of engagement like right at the start. As... I'll be. I'll be happy to. Be, I'm very happy to be a mum today. Thank you. I'm really okay. Well, I'm excited my... to join your crew of dog mums. All right, boss. You hear that? You have two mums today. Just today. Well, whenever he wants. <laughs> it's true, Miss Dog Mom. How about you tell me about your child? Oh, my boy, Boss. Oh, Boss is a creature of mystery. We know where he comes from. We don't know who his parents are. He is a Tennessee boy who made his way to Toronto in, I, I think it must be somewhere around like October, November of 2018? 2019? 2019, because he's only a year and a half. Uh, This is why, you know, you're the one that keeps the calendar appointments for us. Yeah. Yeah, I get a little bit lost. So Boss made his way to our household in May um, after he was needed to find a new home and he was, how, how would we say... His, his rescue is Fetch and Relish, who you were volunteering with at the time. But how do I say a dog belonged to her? Is he an alumni? We he's actually, a, yeah, I use the term alumni. We use the term alumni? You okay, could do yeah. that. Thank you, cool. Yeah, he's a Fetch and Relish alumni. Um, we were play, We looked at his profile and, oh, and we were just like, yeah, this is irrational. We don't know what. This is in May, and we don't know what the world's going to be like in two months. But yeah, we can find room in our house and our heart. We had lots of room in the house. We definitely had room in our hearts for uh, a little dog. And so we were officially his foster parents for a week, but we were always intending that he'd be our little forever fur baby. Fur, forever baby. Yeah, I would say I tell everybody, don't pick a dog based on how cute they are in their pictures, but... We definitely mostly (laughs) looked at pictures, read a profile, and I mean, we'd have experience with dogs, so we knew what to look for, and we knew what we could handle, and um, his description was like, okay, we can do this, but I personally just was like, oh my god, he's a little half pug, he's so cute, that was my draw. Yeah, yeah, it was like, your dog shopping list, like, that's a term that we could use. Like, Pug was pretty high at the top. Uh, and, you know, I obviously reasoned, you know, told you, like, you know, maybe Pugs are not, like, the easiest dogs. Probably they're easy, but, like, the vet bills are not so easy, etc., etc. But, like, to find this guy? Yeah, no, perfect. Like, got the little little puggy wrinkles with, like, the long running legs of whatever other half his parent was. Yeah, I mean, he thinks Beagle... I hope Jack Russell, uh, who knows? We'll never, we might know eventually. Yes, we're actually doing an Embark vet test right now. So soon we should know. Yeah, yeah. The mystery will be gone. <laughs> we'll know that boss is one eighth giant Pyrenees or... Uh, <laughs> yes, definitely. Whatever random is weird. Uh, but yeah, no, Um, my fur baby is... I've had a history of family dogs, but this is my first dog. The the first dog that's like, you know, not been something my parents have come home with. And, oh, he's the best. He's the best. I couldn't have imagined a better dog. I still can't. Um, he is just the greatest dog I've ever met, which is great, which is I'm really lucky to have managed to adopt the greatest dog in the entire world. But, uh, yeah, 
I got him. We got him. <laughs> yes, we got him. Um, as you guys can tell, Dan is very enamored by our fur baby. He's continuously saying things like, oh my god, how is Boss the best dog in the world? How did we end up with this dog? Even when he is 100% not the best dog <laughs> in the world. Like, that's, you know, there's probably those moments happen every couple of days. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, speaking of, how about how about you let let the listeners hear what 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 is boss like what's his personality boss is boss is a dichotomy is all i can say (laughs) i knew that it yeah boss is he's very people pleasing on one hand but he's also very stubborn when he wants to be he's a little nervous guy uh quite a bit of the time so uh we do need to like we help him. We help him along and try and build his confidence up with, um, with tricks and things like that, which he takes too great. I don't know. I've never. He's just got so much personality, especially in his face. He has like a million <laughs> different facial expressions, and they're all devastatingly, heart meltingly cute. Uh, yeah, he's a very expressive dog. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and he makes the weirdest noises. That's possibly my favorite thing about him is he makes some of the the weirdest, craziest noises I've ever heard coming from a dog. And it just, yeah, it's brilliant. Um, He just won't do them on cue or for recordings. It's just for us, basically. He doesn't let us share them with the world. I maybe have a few, but yes. Overall, they come out in play. They come out in like lots of silly moments or like when he's begging, but some of them are quite hard to get on camera. Yeah. Yeah, no, Boss is, um, uh, like, physically, if it matters, Boss is small. He's about, you know, he's like a large cat size. He weighs about 20 pounds, uh, but he's got long legs. He's the second dog I've owned that has, like, freakishly long legs for the rest of their body. I had, there was a Jack Russell my family owned that had, like, these very long legs. And Boss has got a very similar body shape. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's not what you'd expect from a puggle, which he nominally is, maybe, we think he is. Who knows? Yeah, definitely not most pugs I've met. I've met some leaner pugs, but they still don't have his build. Nah, this guy's an athlete, like a natural athlete. He has muscle muscle tone, for sure. How is he with you? Oh, we're best mates, 100%. I hope. I hope he doesn't have a better mate than me. Yeah, he's great. We... Spend a lot of time together, as you can Especially imagine. Especially under the circumstances. He likes to have his, you know, he's he likes his alone time. He does like to have his chill time. He's not a huge lapdog with me. He will, you know, I'll get a good snuggle like once or twice a day. And I accept that, that that's, you know, his limit. And I love him for it. You know, really good. Um, he's very happy to come and cuddle up on the bed. Uh, in the evenings though which is or in the morning if when he gets uh uncrated those are great times he is an angel when we're walking that took a long time to get to that point though he was definitely not an angel when i first met this guy but we've worked we put a lot of work into his reactivity uh into helping his you know develop his confidence with his walking and obviously just you know getting to know our neighborhood and getting to know us and building his trust like it's definitely come a long way yeah and maybe giving some background on his story might help illustrate why he is obviously quite young at this point he's about one and a half but he came to us right at one year old 
And he came um, to Toronto from Tennessee, I guess a few months before that. But essentially, he was a foster to adopt. He was with um, a family. And unfortunately, that uh, situation didn't work out. And Boss did develop some um, behaviors such as resource guarding. And that resulted in also some biting behavior. Mm -hmm. And that is something that we experienced Mm -hmm. when we first had him. And then he also... I don't know if he had issues with reactivity, but he definitely started developing some reactivity that we then also had to address. Yeah, absolutely. To dogs, I want to say. Reactivity to dogs yes. in outdoor settings. Yes, yeah, that's it. Like, he loves other dogs, um, but obviously there's a sort of some nervousness and lack of confidence that can lead to reactivity. And then also you have, like, leash frustration, which I'm starting to realize is just a huge factor in, like, how dogs will interact with other dogs when they see them on the street. You know, it's less like, I want to go and say hi to this dog. I can't. This is annoying. I'm going to bark about it. Yeah. With Boss, we've um, definitely come a long way. I would say his reactivity was very luckily a pretty quick issue to fix. I feel like it took about a month and a half of hard work. And we still work on it, obviously. And he still has moments. But I mean, when we think back on, you know, after a month of having him, he was um, started developing those reactions. It was it was hard to even want to go on a walk. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. The thing and I tell this to all the fosters I talk to nowadays and all my dog friends, I'd like that the the great change like was when we discovered how much he liked cheese. Uh, cheese was the great the great equalizer that gave us a, like a weapon to help. Well, I shouldn't say weapon. Yeah. But it, it was the best tool in our arsenal for sure. Uh, as far as helping work with his walking behavioral issues, it's just like okay, we're gonna go for a walk. I'll go to the fridge. I'll very demonstrably get cheese out cut it into cubes put it in my pocket all the while boss sitting in the corner of the kitchen with his eyes on me just like like drool coming out of his mouth essentially just staring at me as i do this does he drool no he doesn't i was gonna say boss doesn't really drool figurative drool he just stares metaphorical drool yeah he He stares stares. (laughs) he stares his eyes drool (laughs) yes um And then, and we'd go outside and he would just be as wonderful and amazing a dog as you could imagine. Just attention focused on me. So yeah, just get cheese. That was it. If your dog doesn't have, you know, a bad stomach. We built all the good habits. You're right. I do feel sorry for those owners who can't feed cheese to their dog because I feel like, you know, you do miss out on this excellent tool. But I'm, I'm certain that you'll be able to find something just as good yeah no cheese was the great equalizer yeah i agree with that i think cheese and just patterns of good behavior he's again as dan said he might be stubborn and he might like to push boundaries sometimes but for the most part he's very interested in pleasing us he loves doing a good job he's a smart dog as well yes and so he loves getting tricks and he loves having a job to do and i think you know, he just gets bored. So you just got to make sure you've got things for him to do like pretty much all the time. Keep him stimulated, keep him happy, help him work it out. And then he will eventually pass out and sleep like an angel. Yes, he is still quite a napper and honestly has always let us do our work pretty well. Yeah, yeah, it hasn't been too hard. You've been working from home this whole time. Yep. 
this whole from well before since before boss arrived yeah yeah yeah, absolutely and i've you know recently started going back to school so we're working from the same room and boss is here patrolling around occasionally you know letting us know if he thinks he hears something at the door which happens you know quite a few times a day and sometimes there is something there so you know it's it's handy we don't often miss parcels nowadays (laughs) yeah i will say the new thing we are trying to tackle is he's so good outside now i would say his walks have gotten progressively better um but indoors he's definitely sometimes a bit on edge waiting for noises to happen or a bit on alert so that's what we're working on now but overall he's integrated into our lives pretty easily i would say he's not a very hard dog no he's not at all not that um, a hard dog is a bad thing but you know it is nice that he has been pretty like easy to Especially now in winter, we don't know whether it's him just getting a little older and settling down a little bit or if he just really doesn't like the cold, but he's not a huge fan of long walks right now, so (laughs) um, it's great. He seems to be happy with about probably 90 minutes of total walking per day at the moment. which is wild because we walked him so much when we first got him. Yeah, like at least another hour during during summer when when it was warmer and runs and things like that. But no, he um, he's generally very happy with 60 to an hour total of, um, oh sorry, 60 to 90 minutes total of walking per day at the moment. We're so. literally trying to get him to walk longer and he doesn't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, can we just walk around the block? And he's like, no, we're going to the park and then we're going home. Yeah. Yeah. Other than the barking, he's a super well-behaved dog. He's not destructive. Mm-hmm. He's he, never been destructive. He's yeah. been fully house trained since we got him, which is yeah, super nice. He's, that was a nice surprise. Yeah, absolutely. We had, as Yamini alluded to, we had a couple of like biting incidents, like in the first maybe six weeks of being his foster, uh, being his parents. But you know, we we sorted that out. Yeah, he again, it's that one definitely was interesting because it was easy to realize um with his patterns that the biting was out of a warning place or out of a place where he felt uncomfortable and like his space was being invaded and he never and he didn't want to. Yep. yep. So, for example, I would say the most bites incidents happened over two different occasions. One, us trying to lift him up or control his body in any shape or form secondly resource guarding over a toy yep those were like the two main instances where bites would happen yeah and we've um it's it's fine like you you get a bite you learn from it like it like as soon as that bite happened i think my first thing i said to yamini like afterwards was i really shouldn't have approached him like that like you know i i I realized immediately what my mistake was and you know and why i got bitten and that's you know and that's i haven't been bitten again yeah and i would say for the most part i will you know be upfront that he bites me a little bit more than dan or used to sometimes occasionally now he'll nip at me a bit more i think because he sees uh me maybe more as someone who um needs to back off or maybe just he knows he can i'm not sure is his what goes on in his little head is <laughs> for sure. but for the most part i was gonna say i never feel like he was unjustified or like it came out of mm-hmm. nowhere um obviously there are dogs out there 
with different bite records that come different places. And I think, you know, it's definitely much more difficult to handle dogs with unpredictable bite reactions where, you know, they could be wagging their tail one minute and then having that extreme reaction the next. That's definitely takes years of training and takes a long time to get better. But with Boss, you know, it's been also about us learning his signals and learning yeah. where to respect his space and not forcing him to be a teddy bear, basically. Yeah, that's right. Like, it can't be a one-way street, for sure. Like, you know, if you, you can't just expect your dog to behave in these prescriptive ways that you want and then not, you know, change your behavior based on what the dog needs as well. Like, it has to be a two-way street. Like, it's a dialogue, you know, trying to understand what your dog is like. Um, I, I didn't understand that before, I think, but uh, I definitely really am starting to understand it now. Yeah, and with Boss, like if you guys met Boss, you know, he's super friendly with people. He's super playful. So he has a very positive energy around people. So you would think that he would also be cuddly and all those other things that is associated with a dog like that. But he's actually, um, when he's not playing, he does like his space. Yeah, um, He likes to sleep on his own for the most part or like even just like have his own space just around us but not necessarily on the couch with us that took a little bit of time for us to adjust to since obviously you guys know there's tons of dogs out there who are just like couch potatoes and just want to be attached to you at all times not our boss not boss not he's boss. pretty no. independent yeah and i would say in general too like once we accepted that he actually started cuddling on the couch more yeah yeah for sure you had to like let him have his space to want to come to you. For yeah, sure. and then you feel nice and special. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a, it's a treat. It really is a treat. Yeah. Yeah. He does love the bed, though. Yeah. No, he now. Uh, <laughs> He's addicted to sleeping with us in bed. Yeah, that that wasn't a thing at first. I think yes. we had like rules. We had, we had furniture privileges in total for about three months i would say it was until his like decompression was yep. over it was when we took a camping trip in summer yes that's right so uh, that that, that, that was things august. changed yeah it was that was in august yeah that's yeah. correct yeah that's that's right we took a camping trip and um nature of the beast like boss was sleeping between us like we couldn't get him to settle down in the tent unless he was in our sleeping bag between the two of us um and then we realized just how much he loved that um, and yeah. then I was, I think he also realized how much he loved that as well. <laughs> uh, and so ever since then, we've had another tool that helped manage him, which is blankets. Like you yeah. put that kid under a blanket and you know, 70% of the time he will just, Oh, okay. You'll just, you'll hear this big exhalation <laughs> and you've got a nice quiet dog. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. 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 Now he can put himself to bed. So it's... Oh my God. Now he knows, he even knows... Like in his crate sometimes when he's crated, he will blanket himself. Yeah, he'll just cover himself in a blanket. So I like to I like to think that not only have we discovered this tool, but he's also discovered this tool to help calm himself as well. Yeah. Yeah. Blankets. Just yeah. um just a great tool for him. I think he just likes um the coziness and not being able to see things. Another thing we use is the snood, honestly. So we have a few of these things. Uh yeah, yeah. That's a... Uh, <laughs> It's basically um, like imagine a woolly sock that's open at both ends and just goes over his head and ears so his little face can pop out, but his ears are tucked away inside it. We do live above a bar. It has been, um, it wasn't operating for, I, I might yeah. be wrong, but I'm pretty certain it was 
basically closed for the first few months when we got boss because it was yes. in may it was the shutdown so yep. yes they were only doing yeah maybe they yeah they were doing takeout yeah i think, at yeah. That point, I right? think that they've been like in and out of operation over the period but um you know there were periods during summer where they were dragging patio furniture in and out and it was like very hard for him to adjust to because that's a lot of noises downstairs and when you get down to floor level like which is where he is all the time like you realize that those noises that you know even with my ears which are not dog ears those noises are a lot louder when you're like a foot from the floor as opposed to when you're five foot from the floor and then yes dogs can hear way better than and then dogs can yeah their hearing is magnified so you know it's like like quite a quite understandable that he would be alert and spooked by all those noises and you know we're probably going to see this again come summer but well i was gonna say when you know this is all over we'll have to consider if this is sustainable for him when the bar is in full operation yeah Um, we haven't dealt with that yet yeah, so, but that's you know. what you do. That's what you do when you have children. You do the best you can to make their lives better. Exactly. You know, even if that so means anyway, sacrificing, yeah. you know, beautiful apartments above bars <laughs> that you really love Which, on yes, beautiful streets, yes. neighborhoods that you love, and you go, well, maybe we have to move to the suburbs so our children can have a better quality of life. Yeah, and you know, their mothers have to learn how to drive. <laughs> <laughs> if people didn't know, I'm uh, 30 with a G1 license, working on my G2. Yeah, so you just keep plugging away, and you'll get there. <laughs> Be worth it when you do. I did want to maybe get into what you were saying earlier about your family dogs. Um, as you guys might be aware by the accent, Dan is not from Canada. G'day, mate. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I hail from Australia. I am. Um, I'm from a place called Geelong. Which, if you're from Toronto, if like imagine Melbourne is Toronto, Geelong is Hamilton. Maybe not quite as nice as Hamilton, but the other option we're saying was Oshawa. And it's definitely nicer than Oshawa. Um, Sorry, everybody from Oshawa who's listening. <laughs> so I have had, uh, my family has had dogs like as long as I can remember. And even before I can remember, like there are my, my parents' dog, uh, Vicky was the first dog I knew. I don't remember Vicky, but I have seen pictures of her. She was a pretty senior dog by the time I was born. And then the dog that I grew up with was one of Vicky's pups. And her name was Smithy. Uh, Vicky was a Silky Terrier. Um, Smithy's dad jumped the fence, so we don't actually know what sort of dog, <laughs> what sort of dog he was. Uh, this is yes. My parents did have an unspayed. Oh dog. yes, yes. Uh, don't worry. We'll don't worry. talk it was, it about was, all of this. It was the eighties, you know. Oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. It was a different time for well, sure. Well, you know, lots of places now still yeah. don't have very strict spay neuter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Culture, I guess. Yeah. But um, I think I think Vicky was the only unspayed dog we had. Okay. Um, I'm pretty certain. Yeah, no, Smithy was. And then, oh, there's been so many dogs. Smithy was a Silky Terrier cross something. She was great. She lived till she was, I think, 15 years old. Fred. Fred, again, was a rescue. Well, Fred was a rescue dog. Fred came from a shelter. I remember going with my parents to the shelter. I remember the first time we went to the shelter, we came back with Coco. And Coco was a really super high-energy German Shepherd mix. Um, And Coco 
lived in our backyard for three days and all three of us children I, I was the oldest and I would have been I think seven at that point in time all three of us were terrified of Coco Coco was so high energy Coco ran to the door every time we went near it and just jumped up on the door so unfortunately Coco had to go back to the shelter and then Fred came I think that visit Coco was returned and Fred came back with us but they might I might be wrong I might be a couple of weeks apart yeah. um Fred was wonderful Fred I have no idea what sort of dog Fred was he how was, big was he oh great question Fred was probably um 20 kilograms so 35 to 40 pounds no, that's more like 45, yeah, 15, 15 yeah, like th- around the 30 to 40 pound mark. Like a medium-sized dog. Yeah, he was a medium-sized dog. He was just gentle. Just, I just, I just remember Fred being incredibly gentle. He was not a very fast-moving dog. He wasn't that enthused about chasing balls or anything like that, but he just wanted to be near you all the time. <laughs> he just wanted to hang out. He just wanted to cuddle. He, The dogs at that point in time, in the family house, the dogs were not allowed inside without permission, but Fred would often find, we'd often <laughs> just come out into the back hallway and there's Fred just standing there, in a spot where he's not supposed to be, of course, just wagging his tail and looking up at you with the most earnest eyes, like just, just please, can I come in? Like he was, yeah, he was a beautiful, beautiful boy. He got some really bad allergy issues, so most of his hair fell out. Aww. Yeah, I know. We, I don't. I, again, this is through the lens of childhood. I don't know exactly what it was i think it might have been like a grass allergy and so he had like some pretty bad dermatitis and a lot of his hair fell out and he was just such a sweetheart just such a a good good dog yeah there's um my family home that i lived from where i was 12 to like 25 or so there are i think three dogs buried in the backyard of that house Yeah. yeah 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 we all each time Uh, This is one of the things that, you know, having family dogs, you learn about death. You learn about death and loss early. And, you know, I attended funerals in the backyard for three dogs, uh, for Smithy and for Fred and for Stumpy. I remember all of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to go to such a spot there. Um, No, that's okay. I mean, that's... Great dogs. Yeah, no kidding. Um, I did not grow up with family dogs. I was always obsessed with dogs. I've been obsessed with dogs for as long as I can remember. For as long as I can remember, I always wished for a dog every single time I blew out a birthday candle, like every year. So I think that was like at least for my fourth birthday. And my dad was like, no, you're not responsible, which he was right. I don't know if I would, like if we had kids... I don't know if I would give them a dog. Yeah. It if is, I didn't want one also. I think that's pretty, like, especially now that you know, like, how much work goes into it, right? Yes. You know, and, like, we had yards and stuff like that. It oh, was yeah, less yeah. work for our parents because, like, yeah, we had a backyard. I mean, we had a backyard in my it. family home, too. Yeah, it yeah. would have been that way nice, but there's a lot of other things to do. Also, similarly to you, my dad has crazy stories of, like, you know, his childhood dog in Rome was obviously this, like, 
unneutered German shepherd girl who just would like run around the city, get pregnant and come back and disappear for days. And when he told me that, I was like, yeah, dogs aren't like that anymore. I thought you'd be excited about the idea that you could have puppies. Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, again, conceptually. (laughs) But um, yeah, he's told me some crazy stories. We did have some like puppies, puppies. I remember um, one of our Jack Russell's. Um, Carla or Stumpy, I remember, like, I think, I think we had a puppy that we probably shouldn't have at some point when I was a kid. Like, I think we had a puppy that was like, must have been like six weeks. I think six weeks is the minimum, but this puppy could have been even, no, it must have been six weeks. Like you bought, like you, your family bought a puppy. Like, yeah, yeah that no, was I know, young. I know we, like, we got a puppy that, well, I just, I remember my dad, like, making like a maze slash play area slash bed area for this puppy in a <laughs> cupboard. Yeah, and I remember this. It was a Jack Russell puppy, so it was tiny yeah, already. Yeah, must have been. Right, yeah. And I remember this sort of elaborate, like, den area that my dad made for this dog in a cupboard. It was really cool. Again, like, one of my, <laughs> like, my vivid childhood memories. Your dad definitely loved dogs, too. You yes, can tell by yeah, this. I yeah. Can, yeah, no, not until having my own dog has you know this has helped me understand you know what being a parent is like <laughs> to an extent i know it's the podcast uh, theme yeah. thanks dan bringing it full circle no worries yeah no I, I until i had a dog like i didn't understand what being a parent was like obviously like i mean we still don't understand what being parents to human children is like no, but i think no. we're cl- a little closer than we were yeah. with nothing i'm okay from like where I stand right now, like this is as much understanding I think as I need about <laughs> having human children. I just like, mostly yeah. mean that, like my friends with children, I probably made way too many comparisons. Oh my, yeah, they definitely hate you. Oh, like, I think how, so. How could you suggest? That it is you... not the same. Like my friends are like, oh, you know, I've slept an hour, yeah, all day, yeah. and meanwhile I'm like, boss is reactive. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> it's different, but it's also just like. No, I think being a real parent is uh, yeah, much more all-consuming. Yeah, for sure. But no, no, my dad loved the dogs. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, that's that's something I, that's a hundred percent something I know about my dad is he loves dogs. He, uh, yeah, and I guess I do as well. Yep. Yeah, it's I hereditary. Yeah, no, definitely inherited it from him. Here's the big topic. Mm-hmm. Not really. How would you say our relationship? has changed with the introduction of boss this is the deep stuff guys well, this is therapy yeah this is like this is this is a conversation we honestly have quite a bit because <laughs> uh, you know hey <laughs> you know it's a pandemic like we've talked about everything there is to talk about you know uh, okay okay had... before you go into it yes maybe like like just like talk about Let's introduce our relationship a bit more. You know, people don't know us, so... Oh, they don't, do yeah. they? I mean, you probably know us if you're listening to this, but... <laughs> just in I case mean, you're a stranger. This might get real big. This might just pop off. Who okay, knows? Stop. Yeah. Um. yeah, so, um, so Yam, Yamini's going to tell you how many years we've been together. Five, she almost five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In March, we'll have been together five years. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um... <laughs> Five years. And we'll Absolutely. Have also, you and made we'll it have, sound like I'm lying. And we'll have also had Boss for a year in... Um, no, in no, May. No. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
So yeah, so and Yamini and I have been living together full time since December of 2018, um, which is also when Boss arrived in Toronto, right? No. 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 <laughs> you keep saying that. That's not uh, the date. 2019. Oh no, I'm I'm, I'm behind you. We're in 2021 now, aren't we? So yeah, we've been uh, together for five, coming up on five years. Uh, we've been living together for pretty much bang on two years now. And obviously the last, you know, nine months of that have been in Quite essentially, yeah, yeah. essentially only seeing each other. <laughs> Before so that, you worked in restaurants and I worked in nine to five. Yeah, so. we actually had like a fairly like a, a cross shift where we might only see each other like, you know, two or three nights a week where we'd both be home together and, you know, either I was at work and she was home or she was at work and I was home. Yeah, and then come the pandemic, I got laid off, so I was at home all the time, and Yamini was working from home, so she was at home all the time, and yeah, it was definitely a new chapter in our relationship. I'm really glad we brought Boss into it. Yes. Yeah, 100%, because he gave us, A, something else to talk about. Oh, yeah. A B, very big subject to talk about. B, someone else to talk to. <laughs> there is so many instances where Dan will be like, what did you say? And I'll be like, no, 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 I'm talking to boss. <laughs> or vice versa. Yeah, yeah. Is there a C? There's, there's like a million other letters of the alphabet to follow there, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's really interesting how co-parenting um, affects your relationship because maybe you don't have that many things that are shared responsibilities so much. You know, um, you know, other than like taking care of dinner and keeping the house clean, right? Like it's not like we had to invest like too much time into projects together. Um, we had, you know, relatively separate interests. And so to have boss who is like a big presence in the house, that's like the shared responsibility of both of you and you're both making decisions about, you know, and having to discuss like what you think is the right approach and what you think is the wrong approach. And yeah, no, it's, it's definitely been a thing. It has required, I think it's required us to level up our communication skills. Oh, a hundred percent. And I think we've risen to that challenge. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. But yeah, like it definitely gives room for more conflict, not conflict in a bad way, but more of that, you know, conflict meaning just two different ideas and trying to come to a resolution. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, you respect the other person and you respect their opinion, but if their opinion differs from yours, then, well, what are you going to do? <laughs> I generally Make it say, work because you got to see this person yeah, all the time. Especially when you can't just, you know... Can't even go on a, you know... Go on to a bar to have yeah, a shot yeah, exactly. to get over it. Exactly, yeah, that's right. You just, you know, maybe I can walk to the kitchen. Yeah, that's actually been it. We're also, um, you know, we're in a two-bedroom, which for Toronto feels extravagant. But, yes, you know, we're not in... Uh, we, 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 we have a lot of shared space. Yeah. <laughs> I am really happy that I have you as a co-parent, though. I think, like, despite our like differences and our differences of opinions like you know i think it's really important to remember that like we're both madly in love with this dog Mm -hmm. like he is you know he is like this this giant ray of sunshine in our lives and i know that like we might disagree on some of the like minutiae of how we you know what 
what sort of leash we should use today or uh you know whether he is barking at the door because he wants attention or if he's barking at the door because he needs to have a poo or whatever but like you know one thing i would never ever doubt one thing that we would never disagree on is the fact that we both like you know just want the best for this dog like for boss like you know he is just like he's you know he's he's amazing and <laughs> i want him to be so happy and healthy and like we both want nothing but the best for him we want him to go to the best schools and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're not sending him to public school i'm kidding that's not what yeah i went to public school guys don't worry i'm not bashing the public school system yeah, i went to catholic schools but i went to the cheap private schools like the super cheap private schools oh, I yeah, see. Yeah. yeah no it's just because um speaking of schools yes what are our plans for boss's future post pandemic well post pandemic i i think i think as soon as we're able to get him some sort of like catwalk modeling job i think <laughs> you know once the fashion shows the dog fashion shows start happening again like obviously like i want to get him like in front of some designers i, I <laughs> Oh my God. I don't know what post... I mean, who knows what post-pandemic life is going to look yes, like. Yes, of course. Yeah. I guess I have a few ideas yeah. that I've been, you know, researching and dreaming about. And, you know, what having a dog is like outside of the pandemic is like a weird thing because we haven't done it. We did. I mean, we sat dogs, but, yes, you know, that yes. was us sitting dogs. And that was also when we were, you know, the very convenient part of us having separate, like, you know, overlapping work schedules sorry not overlapping the opposite. non-overlapping work schedules was that we could sit dogs and have somebody at home like the whole day and yeah i'm hoping we'll be able to continue with that post-pandemic we'll see i don't know we'll have to be flexible boss will have to be a little flexible hopefully yeah he likes his crate and he doesn't he seems to be okay with our grocery yeah. trips and stuff so that's a good start yeah yeah and then we have a you know we have even we've even extended to like the luxury of having a dog walker uh, we have a dog walker who's started to form a really great relationship with boss and this has only been the last few months because i've been back at school honestly we probably didn't even need a dog walker but in the like with the limited amount of interaction he's been able to have with other people like just having someone else like spend another time human with him. that he can yeah that spend time with him is I think like a really fantastic thing as well. That's a big part of the reason that we did it. I don't know what it's going to be like post pandemic. I'm really hoping that one of us either gets to work from home all the time or has an office that we can bring the dog to. That would be fun. That would be the. It might be me if I'm going into like software right now. Work. It would be you. Yeah. Unfortunately, my office does not allow dogs. Yeah. No, like whichever whichever tech company makes the great decision to hire me will, um, you know, hopefully they've got a dog friendly where uh, dog friendly office and he can come to work with me then. Yeah, he'll need some training for that too. He can't oh. play with every dog at the office. No, absolutely not. He'll need to. Yeah, I have to get a special bed for him. <laughs> yes, an office bed. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he would love that though. All right. Well, I guess I was thinking things like I would love to put him through a group training course oh, yeah puppy school like kind of like yeah like doggy yep. school yep. i would love to do that just he's so he's already honestly like trained in a lot of ways but i think having like that training around other dogs yeah. and not having you know stimulation from other dogs being around other dogs but listening to us would be really awesome 
then once agility we can agility school yeah. yeah yeah no this dog is born born to run born to run born to do tricks and what's his name Bruce Springsteen sorry <laughs> that was his first name but it didn't stick the, yeah he is boss he's just boss he's, yeah. he's, he's pretty boss uh yeah no this dog is like an agility dog natural uh he is yeah he's I need to get him a trainer a handler or maybe I can become that handler I don't know. I, I like to I run. think, ag- no, agility, you can just like sign up for classes that t- you teach your dog. They, yeah. You, like group classes. Yeah. That's that's the dream. Like, And then I find if we find a place in the big backyard and I build him <laughs> an agility dog course. Yes. Yeah. These are the dreams. Oh, dream number one, house with a backyard. So we don't have to go for walks around the block all the time. And we can actually play fetch. Dream number two, agility course. Inside the house, outside the house. Need both. You know, he's got to keep his training up during winter as well. Yeah, can't just be a summer thing. I think we can go to an indoor agility place as well. I bet they have. Yeah, them. you can drive us. Yes. Dream number three is I never thought I'd want to be someone with a car, but there are so many new things like nearby hikes and like you know things like that that would be nice to do all the time or going to fun dog parks why are you shaking your head you don't want to own a car you don't want to own a car i promise you uh, <laughs> you just want to have access to one That's yes thing. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. i i want like what were we using car share to work better <laughs> yeah if car share worked better absolutely be fine just gotta make friends with our neighbors in the suburbs <laughs> just get driven around really good friends that'll loan us their cars yeah we're just get a uber that is very okay with dogs coming <laughs> i'm gonna be really interested to see you know like obviously i think we've we've only recently ticked over like the six months of being dog owners i'll be really interested to see how he is in like may when we take over our 12 month like our uh, what do you call it a gotcha day yeah, yeah the gotcha day the gotcha day i'm excited about the concept of we've currently you know, we've been fostering on and off i am excited about the idea that maybe boss has a little brother or sister or an older brother or sister comes and joins the family um i think we'll just keep on fostering when foster opportunities come up and we'll see what you know we'll see how he goes with other dogs and what seems to be a good fit for our family yeah i do kind of like the idea of growing our family a bit more though um you know, if you're going to have one dog, you might as well have two, and then they can play with each other. Or 20. We need that backyard <laughs> first, then. We definitely need the backyard. It has to be big as well. Yeah, that's uh, definitely a far-off dream right now. <laughs> it's time for the speed round. For our speed round, our dog mom will answer questions as quick as they can about their dog let's go normally this is a great opportunity to learn about dogs but since we both have the same dog we're gonna do this honeymooner style and um you have a whiteboard because we only have one i have a notepad because um yeah we're each gonna answer these questions separately and then see if we match okay i'm ready all right Shy or outgoing? Oh, I can already tell what your answer is because it took you forever to write it. I know. I said shy. You said shy? I said shy. Yep. Explain. Uh, he is a little timid when he meets new people. He's always got a little bit of a apprehension about it. And then when he gets over it, he will start to be boisterous. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I, I honestly, in my head, he's a little shy boy. 
Interesting. I think he's pretty outgoing because I think he's likes meeting new people and new dogs. So yeah, that's I fair. would count that as outgoing. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe he's like, you know, like that in between thing. Like, what is that? Like, um, retrovert. In- <laughs> like introvert versus extrovert. Is that what it's called? Yep, that's uh, right. Retrovert? No, no, I made up retrovert. I don't know what a retrovert is. Yeah, anyway, there's one that's in between the two. All right, next one is game or treat. All right, do you need more time? Well, no, it's fine. <laughs> I hate He's these binaries, okay. Struggling. Whatever you're ready. Okay, one, two, three. What'd you put? Treat. Game. Well, game with treat. Games normally include treats. See, this is the thing. It's, it's, a, <laughs> it's a terrible binary. Okay, let's see if we can get every one of these wrong. <laughs> Um, yeah, I would say he likes the game even if there aren't treats involved. He likes to play. Yes, yeah. Whereas you think he prefers treats over the game. I think if you offered him a treat or a game, he would take the treat. And that's why we always do the game involving the treats. Uh Yeah, yeah. Fair. I guess I think he gets more into it. Dog bed or human bed? One, two, three. Human, human bed. bed. Okay. I've never seen him sleep for eight hours on a dog bed. Yeah, he has, but he definitely prefers the human bed. 100%. Yeah. He loves our bed. He does love our bed. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Whether we're in it or not, actually. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> under the covers. Oh, it's so cute. He does love it. Okay. Squeakers or balls? One, two, three. Balls. balls. The hierarchy is squeakers. Balls are above, and then not above all is squeaky balls. Yes, yeah, squeaky balls is definitely. I was gonna write squeaky balls, but I realized that this is just it's yeah. You have to follow the rules. It's not the point. I have to follow the rules. I hate following the rules. I know he does. Okay. All right, people or dogs? One, two, Two, three. three. Dogs. Dogs. Yeah. He's a dog's dog. He is a dog's dog. He loves dogs. He loves his boyfriend, Samson. (laughs) I'm so happy that he got such a handsome boyfriend. (laughs) Summer or winter? One, two, three. Summer. Summer. Yeah, we knew that one. That one's pretty obvious, yeah. (laughs) I like winter, though. If he's, you know, if he's chill to just hang out on the couch all day. Yeah, okay. I was like, you definitely don't like winter sports (laughs) because you don't want to go outside. Oh, here here comes a ball. (laughs) Ready? Walks or cuddle? One, two, three. Walks. He's a walk. Even maybe less so right now, but no, he's a walk. I think that's what made me like. Yeah. Yeah. No. Early walks or sleep in? Is this your personal preference or his? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One, two, three. Sleep, sleep in. Yeah. Yeah. He's a sleepy dog. This kid has no motivation to get moving in the morning, which is great. Yeah. Convenient, honestly. Guard dog or greeter? Ready. One, two, three. Guard dog. Very much so. Very yeah. much so. But, He's a barker. But, you know, the FedEx guy doesn't leave tickets anymore. We always get <laughs> our packages. Meet him at the door. <laughs> In terms of dogs, does he prefer big dogs or little dogs? One, two, three. Little dogs. Big dogs. Wow. I, I guess know. you have different dog friends when you go to the dog park. <laughs> I feel like he always gravitates towards big dogs like he doesn't like medium dogs but he likes big dogs he um he seems to be he seems to play the most with dogs his size though Mm. oh but a little bit but above as well 
I think he's actually likes I he likes puppies energy wise, but not because of their size. Yeah, it's because yeah, he does find dogs that have the similar energy levels yeah. to him. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. My personal take is that he just likes dogs that look like him, but bigger versions. Maybe he's not sizest and it's just us doing it. I also think he thinks He's a big dog. Oh, yeah, for sure. He <laughs> knows he's huge. Bacon or peanut butter? One, two, three. Bacon. Peanut butter. No, you're like not into that. What? I literally... We've barely given him bacon, but he froths it. Have you seen him with the craft peanut butter, which... Oh, it's just he doesn't like my homemade peanut butter. Yeah, we're bougie and make him, like, unsalted peanut butter, and it's usually... No, of course he likes the craft stuff. They make it addictive. Yeah. Yeah. He's obsessed. He now, like... This actually happened on one of the other episodes of the podcast. Jen was saying that she makes the apple peanut butter snack, and he follows her around because he gets to lick the bowl, and that's exactly what... Yeah. He's been doing recently, so he loves it now. Fair, fair. Yeah. I thought we were only going to buy the natural stuff, but no, okay, that's all right. Craft is craft, you know. Does he like tricks or does he stare? So tricks or stares? I don't understand this question. Everyone, okay, I need to rephrase this one. Stares or like he stares at you with because he doesn't know how to do a trick. Oh, does okay. he know how to do a trick? We can just answer this one. We don't have to write it down. Oh yeah, he knows how to do. He, tricks. he loves tricks. <laughs> he knows how to do tricks. And if you have a special, if you have a tasty enough looking treat in your hand, he will show you every single one of the tricks that he knows yeah. without you even asking him to. Just to, just to get that, just to, whatever it takes. He's to get like, treat. please, is it this one? Is this one? Is this I love dogs that do that. It's a full rotation of every trick he knows. Yes. Squirrel chaser or scent follower? Three, two, one. He's scent. a scent follower. Yeah. It's really adorable when he puts his, when he's got his little nose to the ground. He looks very cute sniffing around. This is where, if he is a beagle, that beagle comes out for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Jack Russell's would be chasing those squirrels. Yes, so, and yeah. he is. He doesn't really have a prey drive. No, no, not much at all. He loves chasing dogs in the dog park, but that's kind of it. Yep. Costumes or naked? Naked. Yeah. You love costumes. He does not. He hates putting on <laughs> outfits. Hates it so much. Sorry, buddy, but it's winter. You got stuff. Squat or lift? Three, one. two, one. He planked. I wrote plank too. Oh! <laughs> we just won the honeymooners. <laughs> he don't squat. He planks. He it's a beautiful literally plank. does like. Like when we do in yoga, like the forward plank before you do like yeah before you go down for your cobra yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no he planks he, he planks, planks and peds yeah it's he's beautiful. lifted his leg a few times but I haven't seen it since then it was one day he lifted it twice <laughs> and I was so excited and yeah he stopped it was too much work we're at the last one you want to do that one you missed that one well we can just talk about it. Oh, well, let's do the last one because I don't know what it is. I've been trying not to look ahead and spoil these things, these questions. Mama's boy or daddy's boy? <laughs> I'm sorry, Yamini, but he's a daddy's boy. He's I wrote such dad a daddy's with boy. a sad face. Yeah, no, he's, he's a daddy's boy. He I'm loves, sorry. He loves Dan so much. Yeah, he does love, he loves boys, for sure. He does love boys, in general. Yeah. Yeah, and then you're, like, you know, the pinnacle boy. He's literally staring at you right now. He's like, hello. 
Hello. I see you, buddy. I'm coming to play. I promise. I promise. <laughs> You've been so patient, and I thank you so much. The question that we skipped because I just didn't feel like it worked for a honeymooner thing: collar, harness, or other. Yeah. Now we did bounce around a few things here. Oh, I think it is really important to work out what works best with your dog. Boss is a real puller, so um, we got him a harness with a front clip, and it's massively, massively changed the dynamic of our walks yeah um he's a pretty good walker overall mm. like he doesn't really pull but i think you forget what he was like when we first got him and he wasn't a super great walker at that point in time and he did he's pull. better than like some of the fosters <laughs> oh yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> compared to some he's not an aussie or a uh, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah harness all the way collars are decorative only harnesses all the way for this guy thanks dan for speaking through all of this today no worries uh thanks for having me on your show and letting me into our house (laughs) um i would normally end off by saying tell everybody um where they can find you on social media but but you can't you can't (laughs) uh if you want um you can find my professional portfolio (laughs) on danloves.to slash code any coding people out there you go you gotta hook up this is assuming that i build that website before this (laughs) podcast goes live Well, there's a deadline for you isn't it yeah absolutely yeah um but otherwise you know you may just see me uh follow my dog on instagram the puggle boss um yeah, I it's do in the outro. make guest appearances there. Yeah, he he does not touch that though. That's my baby. That's my se- my second baby is Boss's Instagram page. As I've said, if I ran Boss's Instagram page, it would have a very different editorial direction and also probably two posts per month. So uh, <laughs> I'm glad Yamini's in charge of it. <laughs> All right, thanks, Dan. No worries. Thanks. Bye, everybody. Rescue Dog Moms is a project by Yamini, inspired by her rescue dog boss, who you can find at The Puggle Boss on Instagram. To keep up with the Rescue Dog Moms podcast, you can follow us at rescuedogmoms.ca or on Instagram at rescuedogmomspod. See you next week.